0: you're listening to the Optimize for Impact podcast. Are you constantly tired, constantly worn down, just feeling constantly exhausted? Well, if this is you, on today's episode, we're gonna talk about the first thing you should try if you want to regain energy, regain vitality, so you can get out there and crush it again while just feeling so darn good. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Joseph Olschlager, and what you're about to experience is a brand new approach toward optimizing your health, wellness, and fitness so that you can fully thrive in both business and in life. But get ready, because we're going against industry norms and we're saying no to hacks, shortcuts, fad diets, and tunnel vision on physique and appearance. And saying yes to simple, timeless principles of health and wellness to build a clear, powerful mind, a strong, capable body, and resilient vitality. So you can go get out there and fully pursue your purpose, maximize your impact, and live a deeply fulfilling, satisfying life. Welcome to the Optimized for Impact Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Optimized for Impact podcast. My name is Joseph. I am your host. And today we have a really, really fun episode. We're going to keep it pretty simple, super duper simple, actually. Keep it short and hopefully give you one simple but highly, highly underrated strategy that you can use if you want to raise your daily levels of energy, alertness, and clarity. So why this episode? This is all about fatigue. If you're tired, if you're constantly worn down, if you are waking up and just already feeling like blah, this is for you because fatigue sucks, right? To use the scientific term, fatigue sucks. And why does it suck? And I've got three reasons for you. If you needed reasons for why it sucks to constantly be tired, here are three. And that's that it affects what I call the big three in life. And that's wealth, your health, and your relationships. And you may be like, where did you get that Joseph? Here's, here's, here's why let's talk about wealth first. So wealth, health, and relationships, fatigue affects your wealth because it affects your mental focus. If you're tired, it is so hard to focus, right? Have you ever tried to like read a textbook when you're tired and you just immediately, like your head just drops down and you go to sleep? Yeah, it's hard. It is so, so, so hard to focus you often lose some of your creative cognition power. So if you're trying to do a highly creative task, it can be so much more difficult to think when you're tired. Same with your clarity, just being present, how sharp you are, and it affects your demeanor, how you show up, your presence, your personal power. And all those things affect, generally speaking, how successful you can be in your work, especially for those of us who are, entrepreneurs who are using our minds or our creative cognition as part of it, uh, as part of our job fatigue absolutely affects how well we can show up and how well we can perform in the day-to-day job market right and so from the health perspective fatigue totally can limit what you can make what you can do and how well you can show up and perform at your job let's look at health we all know that when you're tired, it is so much harder to exercise, right? I think we've all felt that. The more you wake up, you slept like, I don't know, maybe you're underslept, you slept like five hours, and you're just like, oh, the last thing I feel like doing is running five miles or doing a high-intensity workout. And maybe that is the right question or the right decision to make there. That's a discussion for another day. But the facts are it's harder to exercise when you're constantly tired, and that can affect your health. Now, the big one, right? As the nutrition kid here, dietary choices. Studies have actually shown many, many, many times that when someone is underslept, when they are tired, they make poorer or more poor dietary decisions. Oftentimes, in relating to uh, refined carbohydrates and simple sugars. And so what's happening here is your brain is so freaking smart. And when you're tired, it thinks that refined sugar... It naturally will push you toward those those types of foods because it knows that sugar provides quick energy. But in this case, it's not necessarily a lack of energy in that food sense, metabolic energy that your body needs. It's the fact that you're worn down, overstressed and under-recovered, right? And so people typically will make more poor dietary choices. This has been tested when they are tired and fatigued. And if you're chronically tired and fatigued, this just builds okay so we've talked about wealth health and now let's quickly talk about why does fatigue affect your relationships you ever been cranky i know i have and i know that when i'm tired it is so much easier to be short my patience and i i generally think i'm a fairly patient person but when i am tired i can snap pretty quickly and that's not a good thing, but that's just the way it is. Maybe you can identify. Maybe you, maybe you feel the same. And so when I'm tired, I'm so much more short, short-tempered. short um, I'm so much less present and engaged. And my communication is more poor. I generally don't really feel like putting the effort out to communicate well. And this can affect relationships with partner, um, kids, family, coworkers, you name it, right? And so fatigue... Why it sucks so much is it can affect those big three. Wealth, health, and relationships. I'm sure there are a million other examples, but you get the point. Let's not belabor this anymore. And so, real quick, what is fatigue? It's one of those words, I believe, that gets thrown around so much. And nobody really knows where it comes from, what it is. And I want to give you a simple definition and a simple analogy to really like show or help your brain maybe latch onto something that's a really easy way to think about what's happening here. And here it is. Fatigue, at the end of the day, no matter what, it is expending greater effort or energy than your body can recover or recharge. Sounds pretty simple, right? You may be like, okay, yeah, that's no news. But think about it. Fatigue comes from Not necessarily these things we throw out there, like adrenal fatigue or, um, oh, what's another one? Um, Allergies, inflammation, all these buzzwords we throw out there. And those all do affect it because those all affect how well we can recover and how much energy our body expends to deal with those conditions, right? So there is a lot of things that go into why you are fatigued. But at the end of the day, it is simply your body is expending more energy, than you can recover. And you're doing this over and over and over again. Here's the analogy. Think of it like money. Let's say you make $100 a day, but you're spending 150, right? So in that case, we all pull out our credit cards, the magic plastic, and we run on a credit card, right? But we're $50 in the hole. Now we make another $100 the next day, but we still spend another 150. Boom, right, right onto the Amex. And this keeps going on and on, right? We end up in debt, right? We end up owing more money than we're making. And the same thing happens with energy and fatigue. We are expending more. Our body is having to deal with more stress, effort, output, than we are recovering. So at the end of the day, if you're fatigued, it is simply you are under recovered. Now to fix it, there are different levers we can pull. We can increase our capacity, just like we could make more money. Right? So now we have more effort we can give. We could reduce how much we're spending. Right, We can reduce the amount of stress that our body is in. There are so many ways that we can go about changing or fixing being fatigued. And I want to give you one today to keep this short. So here it is. Energy and vitality is king for living a high impact, highly fulfilling life. And that's what this podcast is about. If you're just joining us, this is a podcast for individuals who want to create the most impact they can in life, and then fully engage and experience life, live it to the fullest, right? Impact in the sense of if you're an entrepreneur, thought leader, somebody who is out there wanting to create change in the world, positive change, increasing your health will allow you to effect more positive change. You can show up as we talked about earlier, right about health, wealth and relationships, You will show up as a more dominant, engaged, get up and go, create more type of person in work. But health also allows us greater capacity and capability to do rad shit with our bodies, to go cool places, climb mountains, run races, swim in waterfalls, play soccer with your kids, all these things that matter, right? And so energy and vitality is king for living both a high impact and highly fulfilling life. And so here is the simple action. This is where I start. So if someone's like, man, I'm tired all the time. If I'm feeling worn down myself, just like, man, Joe, it's been a couple of days. You're constantly tired. Here's the first thing that I always, always, always recommend other people do and that I do myself. And that is wait for it. Here goes the rocket science. Staying hydrated. Wow. Right. We're talking about some high level stuff, but here's the nuance. It's staying hydrated versus getting hydrated. Okay, this is important. And here's where I draw the line on what the difference is between staying hydrated and getting hydrated. Here's another great analogy. Before we talked about money and debt, about energy, here's the analogy of staying hydrated versus getting hydrated. Think of a bucket. You have a five-gallon bucket, right? Like we used to use in water fights all the time. That was the king, right? You pull out the bucket And some people had like water balloons, some people had squirt guns, and finally you pull out the bucket and you're like, game over, kids. It's one of those buckets. Holds a bunch of water, five gallons of water. And it has holes in it. So water is constantly leaking out. Okay, can you picture that? Bucket, couple holes, water constantly leaking out. Here's the difference between getting hydrated and staying hydrated. Getting hydrated is where you dump another bucket of water into the bucket of water every couple minutes like let's say every 10 minutes you come over with a big bucket you dump a bunch in and it's high volume it's sudden water spilling over the edge right you overfill it and you're like great done okay that's getting hydrated these sporadic large um intakes of water that just are just like cause water to spill over now staying hydrated is different that's where you bring the garden hose over and you turn it on just enough to constantly be refilling what's going out right so you fill the bucket up and you turn the hose down to a low level to where as water is running out those holes you are bringing in the same amount to refill it to keep the bucket filled you're not dumping this deluge of water and then allowing the water to drain really low before you dump it in again, right? That's getting hydrated. You are staying hydrated by consistently, easier I'm going with this, bringing in small amounts continuously over the course of the day to keep that bucket full and not to let it run super low. Why does this matter? What is the difference for your energy between getting hydrated and staying hydrated? Here's why studies have found that a loss of 1% to 2% of body weight, a loss of water causing, so like as we breathe it off, sweat it off, et cetera, 1% to 2% body weight loss of water causes a decrease in performance, a decrease in how you feel. Now, this to get a little nerdy, which we're not gonna get into here, it essentially, when you are dehydrated 1% to 2%, this adds a little bit of stress to the heart. And they measure this with HRV, um, the study that, or the studies that they've done this with again, HRV is another discussion for another day, but they measure a slight increase of stress to your heart. Now this little bit of stress increase is not something that is um, horrible, right? But it adds. And so going back to, what we were talking about, about fatigue is being under recovered. When you have small amounts of stress coming from a lot of different places, it builds. And so If you add in the stress of dehydration, if you're sitting at that one to 2%, or if you're constantly dipping into a state of mild dehydration, this is just adding a little bit extra stress into your system, stress that you don't need, okay? And so when you are getting hydrated, when you're dumping these big loads of water in, what's happening is your body is going from a well-hydrated state, the bucket is full, and then you begin to be dehydrated, right? Because energy, or, or sorry, not energy, um, your hydration is slowly dropping. You're breathing, you're sweating, you're moving. Um, we're constantly losing a little bit of water through respiration or um, evaporation. And you're dripping into that 1%, 2% dehydration state. And when you spend more time in that state before you drink, you know, like a liter of water and bring yourself back up, you spent time in that state where you were at a higher stress level, right? You were dehydrated and your body was having to deal with the the dehydration and that was adding a little bit more stress to your cardiovascular system, to your heart. And so when, if you're drinking large volumes of water a couple times a day, you're spending more time in that slightly dehydrated state, okay? Versus staying hydrated, if you are sipping water continually, small amounts throughout the day, you are much more likely to prevent yourself from dipping down into that 1% to 2% dehydration, dehydrated state. And so by the continual slight intake of water, by staying hydrated versus getting hydrated, you're able to decrease over days, over weeks, over months, some of the stress that can build and add onto your heart, into your body, and that your body has to recover from. Right? So staying hydrated allows us to reduce the overall stress load that our body has to recover from, which again allows us to either um not, I mean, it allows us basically to be able to increase the amount of effort we could spend elsewhere, or begin to, in the ideal sense, like decrease the total stress we have to recover from. Ideally, allowing us to bring ourselves back into a state where we aren't under-recovered. We are actually recovering the same amount that we're expending each day, and thus we don't feel as fatigued, okay? So here's the the one thing about why this is important is the 1% to 2% dehydration, oftentimes people, you can get into that realm before you feel thirsty. And so this gets into... The next thing I wanna talk about, which is how we can avoid, what we can actually do, the practical thing to stay hydrated versus be stuck in the cycle of getting hydrated and then getting dehydrated and getting hydrated and repeating that, right? That adds stress into our system. And here's here's the thing. Here's the action for the day, which I wanna talk about. This is the thing that I do. Highly, highly, highly recommend. This is the low-hanging fruit. This is the foundation of what you can do if you want to stop feeling constantly tired all the time. First step, it's called water triggers, okay? Now, if you're watching the video, I have a glass of water here with me. I keep it on my desk or near me at all times. And here's what this is. This is called environmental design or context cues. And so when you place something in your environment, something close to you, you are much more likely to interact with that thing. And so what this means is if you constantly have um, water, glasses of water or a bottle of water with you, bottle of water, bottle of water with you, you are so much more likely to drink, to sip it and to stay hydrated. So here's the number one life hack, which I swear by, swear, swear, swear by, and that is having Water close to you at all times, having that water trigger nearby in my environment. And so, for me, wherever I'm working, I have a glass of water. Whenever I go out, whether it's shopping, (laughs) going to social events, you know, honestly, if you ask anyone if they really think about it, almost every time I show up somewhere, I'm bringing a water bottle with me. This is a habit I've developed because I want to stay hydrated. When I stay hydrated, I feel so much better. And this is something you can do. So, Here's, here's what I want you to think about. Think about in your environment, in your day-to-day, where you work, where you sleep, where you spend time, how can you have water nearby at most times? Okay? Buy a water bottle. Keep it with you. Um, set glasses. I actually have like multiple cups around the house. One in the kitchen. Always one uh, here at my desk. Oftentimes one at like the bar counter where I eat my eat my meals, right? literally multiple cups that I'm constantly filling and leaving just so I am much more likely to drink water. And that may sound excessive. That may sound like a lot. But to be honest, it's not when it becomes a habit, right? Um, It's really just something that I now do subconsciously. I always have water around me. Okay. Now, that's the number one thing. If you take anything away from the show, try using a water trigger. Try to place water in your environment near you. So you're much more likely to drink little bits throughout the day. So that you can stay hydrated versus get dehydrated and be like oh crap i need drink and go drink a gallon of water okay not advocating for that that's not necessarily bad but it's just not ideal and this show is all about simple ways we can optimize our health right not just go with the status quo okay i want to give you two other two other little cool ways you can use this water trigger that i also swear by one that i just talked about was like carry a water bottle or always have water nearby when you're working playing etc Here's, here's another simple one is just drink a glass of water with each meal. Now there used to be this myth and I heard it growing up that like, don't drink water with meals. It's not true. Don't worry. Like there's literally no research behind it. The only reason why, where I believe that it came from is because when you drink water with a meal, you actually feel more full, you eat less. And a lot of parents didn't want, like they needed their kids to eat food, right? So they would always tell their kids, don't drink water with a meal because they're trying to get their kids to eat more food versus water, right? So it's kind of this myth to like get kids to eat calories because they need it because they're growing. Not not it's not a negative thing at all. Okay, so drink a glass of water with your meals will help you stay hydrated. It's an easy thing to do to add in because you're always eating a meal right multiple times in the day for sure. Unless you're fasting all day, you will sit down to eat a meal. And if you include a glass of water, that's just one other way to subconsciously and habitually work more hydration into your day. And then finally, the one that I also swear by is as soon as you wake up in the morning, drink a big glass of water. It's so popular on Instagram, right? If you're on social media, everyone's talking about it. Every single person when they do their little like routine morning routine videos, they all start off by drinking a glass of water. And that's super smart. It's not just an influencer thing. Super smart because over the night, you breathe off a lot of water, right? You spend like a third of the day, like six to eight hours sleeping and that entire time you're breathing water out and so most of us wake up slightly dehydrated unless you like have an IV in overnight like some biohackers swear by Uh, most of us don't do that right big 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 shocker Um, you're gonna wake up slightly dehydrated and so you want to start the day off with a big glass of water and get a jump on that hydration so to recap we want to stay hydrated versus get hydrated because staying hydrated keeps us out of that zone where we're adding a little bit of extra stress to our body that we don't need. If we can remain outside or above that 1% dehydration level, it just reduces the overall stress that we feel day in and day out. So ideally, our body can recover more, have more energy, and we're not always feeling tired. And the simple things you can do, we talked about three things in this episode, is drink a big glass of water as soon as you wake up in the morning to get a jump on your hydration. To include a glass of water with meals. And so you just make sure that you can get like one to two to three glasses, four, however many meals you eat. Keep on um, at interval points of the day. It's a great way to spread out water consumption. And then the last one, and the big one, and that is using water triggers to try to engineer your environment so you always have water on hand. Because if it is close, you are more likely to sip it. Okay, so your homework for this day. This show is all about simplifying and taking action. So not just knowing what we should do, but actually implementing it. Because at the end of the day, knowing doesn't do anything. The only thing that's going to change anything is the actions we take, especially on a day in and day out basis. So here's your homework is to pick one of those things we talked about. Don't even pick all three, okay? Science shows, pick one. Focus on one thing. For the next week or two, do that one thing. Whether it's a glass of water with breakfast, whether it's that glass of water you wake up, whether it's simply, I am going to keep a full water bottle with me throughout the day, okay? Just focus on crushing that one thing. And if you do it well, right? If you focus on the one thing, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, make it super simple, you're much more likely to actually build that thing into a habit. And then once it's a habit, you don't have to necessarily focus on it as much. You've now essentially automated it. You're doing it subconsciously. You're doing it automatically. And then you can go on to the next thing, right? That's the beauty. So pick one one of those things, glass of water in the morning, a glass of water with a meal or certain meals or the water trigger. Do it. And start to recover better. Start to regain some of that energy back. Now, this probably won't change everything, but this is where you start. This is the lowest hanging fruit because if the more you can stay hydrated, the less stress and strain you'll place in your body, the less effort and energy your body will have to take to recover from that stress and strain, and the more energy you'll begin to win back. Win back your energy, win back your vitality, do better in the areas of wealth, health, and relationships. And before you know it, you are increasing your impact and you are living a more deeply fulfilling, satisfying life. So thanks for tuning in. If you um, like this episode, if you found this helpful, totally, I'm looking at my show notes here, totally reach out on Instagram, send me a pic, send me a DM, whatever. I'd love to hear what you're doing. I'd love to hear what works for you. Because it's always, always, always so fascinating to hear people like the tactics they come up with, the little habits they work into the day when they work them in, how they work them in, and what actually sticks for them because it's different for all of us. So I'd love to hear that love to get some feedback. If you have ideas for episode um, content, man, hit me up on IG. Um, That's where I'm most active soon. I'll be launching a TikTok channel. I know. I never thought I would say that. But I'm going to do it. So, but for now, hit me up on IG at itscoachjoseph. Let me know what you think. And I will catch you on the next episode of the Optimize for Impact podcast.